Welcome to this edition of He Doesn't Waste a Thing. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I'm so happy that you decided to join me for today. As usual, I have an amazing person I'd like for you to meet today, my friend, Betty Fleming. Betty's joining me because uh, she has an amazing story to tell. God has been orchestrating an event that culminated in her life just a few days ago. And this event has been being arranged for years to come, and it's such an incredible story. I knew when I heard it that I had to share it with you. So, welcome to my show, welcome to my podcast, Betty Fleming. One of my life beliefs is that um, God does stuff that you can't make up. And I find myself a lot of times saying, you just can't make this stuff up. You won't believe what God has done today. And so in this podcast, I always want to bring you interesting people who have God stories to share. And so today my guest on um, this edition is Betty Fleming. And Betty and I met, gosh, years ago when our boys were in grade school and junior high, I think. Don't you think? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yep. And uh, they played baseball together. And so we were frequently seen together at baseball fields. And while I would say during that time in our lives, we probably weren't really good friends. Uh, We did know each other and were acquaintances probably more than anything. But over the years... Uh, we've just learned more about each other, and our kids have gro- long since grown up and are busy doing their own thing. It's interesting that we both have sons. Uh, I have a son, and you have a son-in-law that are both pastors. Right. And uh, so it's fun. We have that common unity of having kids in the ministry, and that's cool. And uh, I, I like to think that that's our success story. Like our kids grew up okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you, as a parent, you can be successful. Uh, you can count yourself so successful if your kids are successful. Um, so uh, not too long ago, I heard a story about uh, Betty's encounter with God in relationship to a Bible. And I don't know about you, but my Bible is super important to me. And I had a Bible that I used for 20 years, and I had to put it up because um, it just wore out. So you had a Bible that was important to you. Yes, I tell, did. Tell me a little bit about how you got that Bible and kind of when that came to be. Well, I um, I was growing in the in in Christ as a high school student, and uh, had a lot of you know normal struggles that a kid would have in high school, and um, I had a youth pastor. It was our first youth pastor at our church. And he was so good, and he just was teaching us. And, you know, I, I was learning how to cope with the things that came up in my life with him teaching us. And um, I would mark, I had a, I had a Bible. That the, it was when the Living Bible came out, uh, the, the Green Standard Living Bible. And, and um, I, I got highlighters, and I started, when I would go to youth group or when I would go to Bible studies and things, I would, I would highlight the, the things that stood out to me. And so, you know, over the course of my high school years, I, I was marking my Bible and that Bible became real special to me. I think it's interesting nowadays that everybody has a tendency to use their Bible on a phone. And I just, I, I don't know. I need that paper Bible in my hand. My Bible is like yours. It's written in, it's highlighted, it's underlined in four colors. You know, um, it, it has the story of my life written on the pages of the story of Jesus's life written on the pages. And so Bibles, I think I would encourage people to go back to the old fashioned paper Bible. It's hard to make notes and it's hard to really, um, for me, it's hard to 
go back and read it and see what God's taught me in that on an electronic Bible. I just don't think you have the same the same ability to do that. So I'm I'm a big fan of paper Bibles. So you had this Bible and you used it and it began to tell the journey of your story in that Bible just through the highlights and the notes that you made it. Right. Just you know when when certain things that you felt God was teaching you or that an area that he was trying to move you along in or have understanding in, you know, when they would teach something like that, I would, I, I remember putting a big old star, you know, like mm-hmm. a crosses through their star uh-huh. and, and a swap. And then I'd highlight the whole thing. And it was, it just got really marked up. It, it did. It got pretty marked up. <laughs> I've actually, um, I, I actually know exactly what she's talking about. So, uh, you told me a little bit that there was a little bit of kind of turmoil in your life and, and you, you, you use the Bible to help you kind of navigate through that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, I was, I, <laughs> oh, I had a, I had this typical high school relationship. I was a sweet little girl and I had a boyfriend that was just, he was pretty popular and pretty athletic and, and, and my mother thought we were headed down the wrong path. And so she put the, <laughs> and knocked us, you know, she said, you know, you can't. She, well, actually, she told me I couldn't date him unless I dated someone else at the same time. Oh, wow. I, had, I could date him. <laughs> she didn't totally nix it, but I could date him, but I had to go. I could have one date with him, and then I had to do another date with someone else in between. Well, you know, that pretty well put the... Elimination it, it, on that it, one, huh? It was, it was done pretty quick. Yeah. And, but I, but uh, there was a little bit of harassment that followed, and I had trouble, you know, really knowing how to handle that. And, and God was helping me that right and so uh you graduated from high school i did you went went to college there in the town where you lived right um because that's what we did in western oklahoma did a junior college and she went to a junior college and he still kind of was involved in making your life unpleasant after you went to college is that yes yes and uh he was was, i guess i'm gonna say was he a stalker (laughs) (laughs) did you have a stalker (laughs) no no i think i think he just was Trying to figure out how he could get it back together or something. Okay, maybe. okay. So he was actually still pursuing you. He I, wasn't. I he guess. wasn't. He wasn't like. <laughs> I don't know. Threatening you. <laughs> It'd be hard to define that exactly without <laughs> too much information. Okay, okay. Well, we won't make her travel down that okay. path then. Um, but because of the trouble that you were having and experiencing in that uh, relationship, that you you came to your parents with an alternative. To help you maybe get out of that. No, that actually, more. some people at my the college that I was going to noticed I was struggling, and they talked to my parents, and my parents came to me, and so at that time we we came up with a plan. And what was that plan? The plan was to go to to Southwestern Oklahoma State University in Weatherford. In so she Weatherford, was, she was going to leave the town she lived in, and she was going to go to college in a different town, and that would help her that, get away from him. That's right. Okay, it would, it would help me put some space. Right. So what happened when you got to Weatherford? Well, I decided that I didn't like how things had been going and that I felt like God was wanting me to make a turnaround. Okay. And so, and to do what I knew. And, you know, I'd been taught a lot from that youth group. And so I knew a lot. And so I felt like God was telling me that I needed to turn my life around and get on track and do right. Okay. And I did. Okay. And how did you do that? Well... I, the main thing that I felt I needed to do is go to the BSU. Okay. And for, for people who are listening that might not know what the BSU is, that was the Baptist Student Union. And now or, it's called the BCM. What does that stand for? Bab, 
Baptist Collegiate Ministry. Okay. So basically, it was the Southern Baptist hangout. Hangout <laughs> on college. college. And right. there was BSUs at almost every college. Every, most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, too, was... Uh, uh, actually, it's funny. Betty and I were talking a little bit earlier, and we were just doing some prep for this <laughs> podcast. And I said, I was actually at the... I went to the same college she went to. I was actually involved in the same BSU she was involved in. We just weren't there at I'm the same older. time. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, yeah, Betty. All right. We were just there at different times. Mm-hmm. And so as you engaged in just kind of immersing yourself, you said, in the in the ministries at the BSU and uh, just immersing yourself in God, you found yourself at a place, if you have been in Oklahoma, if you have been part of a Southern Baptist organization in any way, the place that we all know and love called Falls Creek. Right. And Falls Creek is a Christian camp for uh, Baptist, uh, all denominational kids go there. It's a, it's sure. a pretty big deal, but it's a youth camp that they have every summer. And then college kids use it throughout the year as well as a retreat place. It's, it's amazing. You know, one of the, one of the interesting stories about uh, Falls Creek, Betty, um, my mother actually, as a youth, went to Falls Creek. And uh, my mother passed away in 2004, but the year before she died, uh, we went to Falls Creek. She went, she went to help uh, the Baptist church in, or the, the church in Lokiba. She went and helped them and was a cook. And I was there to help her because she was ill at the time. But so I went with her and our son was at, my son was actually attending Falls Creek as a camper that year. So for the year before my mother passed away, we had three generations at Falls oh. Creek it's one of my favorite memories and she was so thrilled that 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 happened so falls creek is uh has been around for years and years and years and uh, so what happened when you went to falls creek for a, a college retreat well we were i i really you know don't know how to explain to you how i ended up doing this but i'm i'm sure that they just asked for some people to come and help counsel the the students that had come forward. And so I was down front and a girl came up to me and I asked her what, you know, what I could do and help her with. And she said that she wanted to ask Christ into her heart. And so I walked her through that. And then at the, she accepted Christ as her savior. And then at the end of that, I, um, I asked her if she had a Bible and she said she did not. And so I just, without even really thinking, I just, I just said, well, you're going to have to take mine. And my thinking was, and I can remember it like it was yesterday, but my, my thinking about that was is that I would give her that Bible, and it was marked. Mm-hmm. It, she Whatever she needed, it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it would guide her, and that was something I could give her to make sure that this went the right way. That's awesome. So that's what I did. So what a generous thing to give your Bible my Bible's super important to me. I know your Bible's important to you. So it was a big generous it was a big generous thing to give her your Bible. Well, I don't think I realized how generous <laughs> I was being at that time. Right. But uh yeah, it, it was a big deal. I, I I really feel I gave part of my heart. Yeah. To her. Yeah. And so uh which is which is a beautiful demonstration of what God does in that he gives his heart to us. Sure. And so because he had put his heart in you you were able to share that part of your heart with her by giving her your Bible. Right. So uh, after you gave her the Bible, you came back to school. Then how did you feel about it? <laughs> well, I, it was a struggle for me. I, I struggled. I, you know, I tried to replace it. I, my, I, my little roommate, I, I've told her this story, and she just cried and was 
you know, just uh-huh. it, it's so meaningful to anybody that was around then. Sure. And um, I, but she said, I remember you doing that. I remember you giving it to her, and I remember how hard it was. And right. I, I said, it was hard, and I mean, it was it was very difficult. Yeah. It was, I I've hadn't have never forgotten about that Bible. Yeah. So you went on with life. Yes. You got married. I did. Had two kids. I did. Lived a great life. Yes. And retired from, she was a teacher for how many years did you teach? A long long time. A life. Long enough to retire from teaching. That's right. And uh, and so she's invested in a lot of kids' lives over the years. And so now she's retired and helping her, living on the farm with her husband and uh, having grandkids because right. that's the best. That's a reward. You know, I always laugh and say grandkids are a reward for not killing our they're, own children. They're the best. <laughs> and so, what? Uh, how long? A few weeks ago. It's been about two and a half weeks. Yeah. I, I, we just. I mean, I still remember I was on vacation. Yeah. So it so hasn't she, been long. <laughs> she was on a cruise. Yes. And you, where were you at? at we were moment? in Alaska. That's my dream cruise, by the way. Uh, Alaskan cruise. It's on my bucket list to cruise to Alaska. But anyway, so she's on a cruise, and what happens on the cruise? I get a text from a lady in my hometown. I, I live in Clinton, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I got a text from a lady, that, a friend of mine in town, and she asked me what my maiden name was. And you and had no idea why she would ask. I mean, this is somebody no. that you've known for years. Yeah. Oh, for years I, and years I, and we years. We moved to Clinton in 1981. Right. And I've known her since then. She went to my church. She's what? a friend of mine from church. You probably had some of her kids in oh, school. Oh, I caught all her kids. Right. So it's not. It was. She wasn't new. It wasn't a new acquaintance. But so would it have been? Un, would it have been out of the ordinary for her to text you? Oh yeah, it would have been. Yeah. So it wasn't. So you get a text from somebody that you wouldn't expect to get a text from. Right. Asking what is your maiden name, which. What did you even think when you got that text? Well, I I started to just tell her I have an odd maiden name. Uh-huh. My my maiden name is Smudrick, and uh-huh. uh, it's not um, not heard of very often. In fact, I think everyone that has that name is related to me. <laughs> it's not Jones or Smith. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah. So I'm. They really are. Yeah. And there is if, if you see that name, it's it's a relative. Okay. So and so uh, before you could text back what your maiden name was, she sent you another text. Yes, she sent me a second text, and it was a picture, and it said Betty Smudrick, El Reno, and I immediately, I thought, oh my word, that's that's my Bible. Wow. I mean, I saw that picture, and I knew. And that was the Bible that you're talking about that you gave away in 1973. 73. Yes. And this is 2018. So all those years, 40, you, 45. 45 years, you know, you wait, you, you just lived your life. Yeah. And 45 years later, you my get a picture. And I miss that Bible every day of those 45 <laughs> years. I, I, my daughter knows I missed it. My husband, I, anybody who knew me knows that I missed that Bible. And so uh, you had a picture of your Bible, that Bible. I I, I thought, oh, my word, what is this? And I thought, that's my Bible. And I told her, I said, oh, that's my Bible. I said, uh, I gave that to a girl at at Falls Creek. And and I said, I'm not sure when. I couldn't remember at the time Uh exactly when. But I said, I I gave a girl my Bible at Falls Creek. And and she said, well, this Bible belonged to my, my husband's sister. And she said um, she died in 1973. Wow. In May. 
1973, and um, since then I've realized that that retreat was in April of 1973, and so she died one month after I met her, one month after she accepted Christ, and one month after I gave her my Bible. So God knew, I, God knows all of our days. The, the Bible says that God knows the very end of our days from the very beginning, that he, he, the book of our life was written before he created the earth. And, and God knew in that month, in those few weeks before she died, that he, he, he pressed on her heart then at Falls Creek. I mean, think about the ways that would have maybe led her to Falls Creek to start with. Oh, yeah. She, and, and God orchestrated this event where she would give her heart to Christ and she would encounter Betty and Betty would say, you've got to have a Bible. And she would sacrifice a piece of herself and give this girl her Bible. And uh, so tell a little bit more about what you know about the story about the girl you gave the Bible to. Well, you know, she told me that, that his sister, it was her Bible. Mm -hmm. And that she had, she would sit around and read it and that she loved it. She just cherished it. And he remembered that. And so when she died, he asked his mother if he could have that Bible because it was so meaningful to her. And so he had it. And so how did, how did it come about that you... Um, they gave, they ended up giving you the Bible back. No, no, I, I, I told them I wasn't even going to ask for that. Okay. I, I feel like that, that Bible, I took pictures of every page uh -huh. that, that is marked. And so I have all the markings back. Okay. But I, I feel, I feel like that that Bible is his only touch with his sister. You know, that's, that's all he has. And it would, I don't think it would be right of me to ask to have it back. So the so, Bible, the Bible that I, you showed I me today. It. I have it here right now. Oh, so you, you, you have borrowed the, they've lent you the Bible. Right. Just to hug on. This, <laughs> that's okay. So that was a misunderstanding that yeah. I didn't understand. So they've yeah. lent you that Bible. Mm -hmm. And so you are in the process of recreating that very same uh, Bible in, in my a, other one, in yes. her other Bible. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had already tried to do that, uh -huh. you know, after after I gave her the Bible in college, I I got another one and I kind of tried to recreate it, but I didn't have great success. Okay. And so now I'm gonna I'm gonna take these pictures and I'm gonna mark my Bible. What a what a beautiful gift. Oh yeah. You know when we when we begin to think that God doesn't care about the little things in our life. He does something extraordinary yeah. like this to prove, oh, have, by the way, I care about this little thing. I have you know? just cried and cried and cried over this story. This story is so emotional to me. Yeah. And I, I am so happy. Uh, Betty and I share a really good friend. And she called me one day and she said, you have to hear this story about what happened with Betty and, the Bible, and this Bible. And so that's how I came to know the Bible story. And, uh, and I thought, oh, gosh. The people who listen to my podcast absolutely have to hear this beautiful story. And I think if you had to say um, one thing, like I, I think sharing this Bible, sharing the story about re -getting, reconnecting with this Bible, um, what is one thing you would like people to walk away from um, this podcast just knowing? Well, you know, I'm 64 and I'm at the place in my life right now where I'm possibly trying to reconnect with myself again. Right. You know, I've raised my family. I've, I've, I've got a lot of things that I do for other people. And I feel like it's real important 
for us as women to keep knowing who we are. Sure. And so for about six months before this has happened, I've been kind of trying to do that. I've been, I've been trying to take care of myself and, you know, to kind of just remember, you know, who I was and, and, and in my heart. And, and I, I, I feel like that that's important. Right. And I, and I feel like that I believe, I mean, and you know, just, this is just how I feel God is impressed on my heart that I believe that the reason this Bible has come back to me is that he's giving me back that little piece of my heart. That's awesome. And he's, uh, because I've been trying to find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's real emotional to me. It is. It's a, I know when we were talking about it earlier, there were tears that yeah. that happened as she shared her story. And, and I think it's so beautiful. And I love that God cares about every piece of us. And... Um, and the generosity that Betty had to share the Bible with someone who, who gave their heart to Christ and in, in less than a month was seeing Jesus face to face. That's right. Um, you know. And that she loved that Bible. Yeah. You know, and I know that. Yeah. Because her brother said so. Yeah. And, what, and, and, and it's funny because you loved that Bible. I did. <laughs> and then you gave it to somebody who cherished it as much as That's you did. That's right. And then God would say, hey, I want you to have I it. Think I think it's had a little this. rest in between. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay. But I'm living on it. Today. That is right. And, and you know, the word of God is, is so valuable. And I think sometimes we, if we're not careful, we'll forget just how valuable it is. And we'll set it on the shelf and forget to pick it up and love on it. And so um, I think that that's great. I'm so happy that you decided to share your story. This is the first time that she has shared her story publicly. Right. She shared it with friends and family up until this point. So this is the first time she shared it publicly. And I'm just praying that God is going to open the door for you to use this story to reach even more people. And uh, as we share this podcast, you know, it'll go around the world. Uh, anybody on the World Wide Web will be able to, to listen to the, to the story as you share how good God is to you. And I think that's important. God cares about every little part of us. And so thank you for sharing your story. Well, my, my honor. And, uh, and thank you for being willing to just be open and transparent about um, your heart and where you were at in your life. And uh, I will end this by saying that, you know, Betty has a great life. She has an amazing husband and amazing children and grandchildren, and she has a lot of life left to live. Eight wonderful grandchildren. Eight wonderful grandchildren. She's ahead of me by two. and uh, But she has a lot of life to live and a lot of things to give. And, and I don't think we ever quit imparting what God has placed in our heart until the day that we leave the planet. So um, I would encourage you to carry on and share your story and share the goodness of God as you go. And so um, thanks for hanging out with us. And thank you, Betty, thank you for sharing. I think it's going to make a lot of impact around the world. And so uh, I just want to remind everybody that's listening that God doesn't waste a thing. And uh, there is goodness to come in your life. And there are stories yet to be told. And so I say, go share your story. Go tell people about the good things that God has done for you because it helps us remember that God is good to us and it helps other people understand God's goodness. So until next time, remember, he doesn't waste a thing.